0: This program is a proud member of UniVoz.
1: Unified, unique voices. Learn more at
2: univozpods.net. Talk About Gay Sex is sponsored by Rev, dedicated to helping men have more sex, better sex, and healthier sex. For more information, go to revformen.com. That's revformen.com. What's going on? You are listening to Talk About Gay Sex. I'm your host, Steve Rodriguez, wishing you a very happy new year. Well, in this next hour, we are going to be counting down the top 10 episodes of the Talk About Gay Sex podcast since we launched on January 28th. This is a perfect episode to listen to if you are new to the show, because you can always go back to our iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher playlists and listen to the full episodes in their entirety. But if you've joined us midway through, this is a perfect opportunity to hear the top 10 episodes and go back to those episodes and have a listen. But in the next hour, I'll be counting down and coming in at number 10 was our premiere episode with special guest, Gregory Nailbone. And if you know anything about Gregory, he is a social media icon. He has like 400,000 followers on Instagram and gets like 3,000 plus likes per picture. It's crazy. He's also a very special friend of mine. He was nice enough to join us on our premiere episode entitled What's Your Game? And it was such a great episode to record with Gregory and Jeremy. It was the early days of this podcast, and by early days, I mean a year ago or a little bit over a year because we pre-recorded some of the early ones. And because... Gregory is such a social media icon and posts some of the sexiest pictures on the internet, I found it very fascinating to find out that for him, he's actually a little shy, even though he was a former dancer and he's a bartender, that when it comes to his game, listen to what he had to say about how he's a little shy and how sometimes finding that guy is not as easy as you might think. Have a listen.
3: And and, and like you, having dabbled in the go-go dancing world for a couple years in New York.
2: (laughs) We've heard, (laughs) yes.
3: Man, it seems so long ago now. But I get what you're saying when you say that you really didn't have to put the effort into doing anything other than just standing there and looking good, Mm -hmm. and you could pick and choose. Like, when I was freely dating people, I mean, that was an easy way to meet people. Mm -hmm. And I think even... Carry carry that same thing through to bartending. You're kind of like in the public eye on a, right. a bit of a pedestal, and you can really kind of pick and choose who you might want to socialize with or pursue a, a conversation with. And on the other hand, I'm really I'm really on the shy side, like socially. He is, bit, right? A, we can vouch for a, that, A right, bit, right, bit yeah. awkward, and I think that there's just <laughs> Not a lot of deep rooted. Uh, maybe uh, lack of total confidence that I might have, like, in my approach or my game. Mm, and right. I think that I, I don't know where it started, but I always had like a fear of rejection. I think I missed a lot of opportunities because I was afraid that I wasn't going to be somebody's type, or I didn't want to hear no, or I didn't want the the, the sting or the burn of mm-hmm. hearing what they might not have liked about me. Or so and I got used to that.
2: Well, coming in at number nine is episode 17, Ghosts of St. Vincent, which is the title of the book by author Tom Eubanks, who is our special guest. Listen to Tom talk about the iconic St. Vincent Hospital, which no longer exists, where he found himself on the seventh floor, the AIDS unit. But in this clip, hear Tom talk about what the hospital was originally intended for immigrants and how it parallels to what's going on with immigration today. There's other touching stories too of people that weren't even famous. There's one um, uh, Jim and Diego story. I don't, mm. I'm not sure if that that's was a tr- true. I mean, that's based yeah.
4: on Diego Vinales, who was a true oh victim of of the of the early uh, yeah. 1970, this was three years after Stonewall, the police were still raiding bars. It's not really talked about. I don't think Stonewall was the line. And, it then, everything and then everything changed. And yeah, no, no, they were still raiding <laughs> bars in the 6th right. Precinct on 10th Street, um, which was just around the corner from St. Vincent's also. And so Also the known age- as sport, Bruce. Oh, is that really Fort Bruce? <laughs> <laughs> is
1: that well, what you call it? Because that's where all the, well, I'll, well, it got the nickname Fort Bruce because so you know the the gay police officers wanted to work in the sixth precinct because it was in the West Village. Is that so. where the Gay
4: Officers Action League started? Goal, remember there was goal. I, yes, was yes, oh, and I, sure there's still that. something
1: around of that sort, but yeah, I, yeah, I think it originated down there, but I can't really quote it. I so. it. I'm sorry, I took no, no, us off. no, 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 We went off to a different branch. No, here, because it I
4: mean, shows how far the police have come. Because at this time in 1970, this guy Diego and I tell the story because I try to also. So I, I didn't kind of try to, but it just happened because the hospital was, was started to treat immigrants. You know, It was, mm-hmm. become, it was founded by the Sisters of Charity right. to take care of indigent immigrants, and that's such a topical issue. I didn't plan that. It just right. kind of happened, that, and I right. realized how you know, I mean, Fresh and we're an immigrant city and that was an immigrant and the neighborhood was immigrant and now it's all luxury condos. So it's that twist that America's right. making too, where we'd rather be luxury condos than immigrants. You know? yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, such
2: it's, a touching, sad story that um, listeners, I hope you read because it really, it's, it's really good. Actually it was, yeah. it made me cry actually at the oh, end wow. of it, partly yeah. because, it really parallels what's going on today with immigration and then obviously... Because right, his
4: big fear is not, oh, they've arrested me because I'm gay and they've rounded all of a sudden. It's just, oh my God, they're going to throw me out of the country and I'll never see my mm-hmm. lover again. Right. Exactly.
2: Right. You know? Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Well, that was episode 17 of Talk About Gay Sex podcast. And by the way, all of these episodes are available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher or on our website, talkaboutgaysex.com. But coming in at number eight is... Episode two Sex and Relationships with special guest Stephen Gabriel Bosquet and what i really loved about this episode was um gabriel we call him gabe sometimes his honesty uh, he was just so forthright about being on the show and when we got into talking about threesomes he told us how he got into a throuple he was with a boyfriend at one point and they decided to open the relationship up and they met a guy and listen to how he approached it how it may or may not have worked just take a listen episode two sex and relationships
5: I've- I've tried uh, Thropple before. I had a boyfriend that I was with for a year and we we didn't get to the point where we had an actual third boyfriend but we were dating other guys to try to introduce him into
1: our relationship. The two of you were dating together? Yeah,
5: exactly. We were dating one guy together. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was kind of interesting. It was and fun. Did you... It, we, we didn't get to the point where we were like, hey, you're going to be our boyfriend. you know?
2: Right, but, right. And do you think that did you have conversations with your boyfriend about like possibly going there or ever making sense of it all? um Well, the
5: reason why we we thought about it is because he's a, he's a pilot, so he was always out of town and he was always back and forth, and then I work nights right and um we felt like we would have that person. To be Fill there in. Yeah it Kind of like a fill-in But we We told each other That we were Each other's first Like we come first Our relationship comes first And then this guy Is second into our relationship And then eventually He can be a part Of our relationship
2: After a um, What do you call that Like a, a fate, Trial period Yeah a trial period Exactly <laughs> How professional of <laughs> you <Steven. laughs> You know And after 30 days When we review We'll come the, around to 90, it, days. 90 days 90 sorry. days Okay yeah 90 days 90 days Same as cash <laughs> no. Oh right. Ha <laughs> ha! Well, that was number eight in our countdown of the top 10 episodes of Talk About Gay Sex podcast. We just love Stephen Gabriel so much. Um, he also is responsible for shooting myself and my two co-hosts for our season two campaign, which we are internally grateful to that. He is such a great photographer um, in New York City. You can He bartends at Hardware, and um, I believe there's another bar in the village that is... Escaping my pieces. He bartends at if you want to visit him there. And I am hoping to get him on another episode in the very near future. But coming in at number seven is episode six Sexual Awakenings with my dear friend Rico Noguchi. And I just love Rico so much. He is always enlightening myself and I always feel like I need to be a little bit on point when I'm in his company, although he makes me feel very comfortable as well and I I am myself. Um, But we have collaborated on several different projects that are have always just been so fulfilling i am in one of his current short films which you should see it's called it gets harder it was when i was running for the mr eagle contest in new york city and if you go to his vimeo page you can also see his film which um, is about sort of his story and how he became a neo leather um, shaman and that film is called second skin but you can also go to his blog and his blog is called tantric tantric shaman for men.tumblr.com again it's tantric shaman for men the number four men.tumblr.com again this is uh number seven it was our episode six sexual awakenings with Rico nokuchi but you work and I've seen you in your pr- practice if mm-hmm. you will it's um, like shamanic rituals mixed with tantric and helping people awaken if you will into their <laughs> sexual being using leather at times
6: yeah 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 I actually uh, I've the, changed the name of my blog and it's uh, neo leather uh, shamanism um, neo tantric leather shamanism actually right um, so so the idea behind what I'm doing is that waking up sexual energy um, is uh, an, a way of actually getting into a, an altered sort of state of consciousness mm-hmm. that can also relax you, mm-hmm. and uh, and it doesn't have to be just because you want to have sex with someone, but uh, it can act, it can become a therapeutic. Right, uh, emotions experience. can come up, mm-hmm. which I've
2: experienced. Um,
6: I mean, even when you're getting fucked, I mean, you're still going through a lot of emotions, right? Absolutely, I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of things in harder, harder. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
2: The physical part, not of the this? verbalization. Okay, all right. Well, <laughs> no, but I'm feeling the the pounding. So, yes. <laughs> but no, I think I, to your point, things can definitely come up. Um, yeah, people have said before that you know that you know at orgasm they're crying sometimes. You know that yeah. can happen. Yeah,
6: and you don't have to necessarily have an orgasm to cry. I mean, when you are intimately connected with someone, you can cry oh, yeah. because you, you can tap into absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that connection, that connection is is magical. Eye right. connection magical.
2: is always key for me. The yeah. the eyes, obviously, and right. really connecting with someone on that level is always.
6: So you don't great. like to have sex like Not as
2: much. I mean, uh, obviously, I wanted to get as many role positions in one night that I can, but,
1: <laughs> no, <doubt laughs> so about no, that. but no biting the pillow, huh?
2: No, I mean, <laughs> I, think there, I think there's room all night to, you know, cover all bases, well, you if you will. But, but yeah, no, my favorite would be, so, um, yeah, more on the missionary side, I guess. Yeah, With your right. heels up to Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Their boots. Okay, your boots up your to boots, Jesus, not your yeah. buttocks. yes. Well, that was number six on our countdown of the top ten episodes of Talk About Gay Sex called Sexual Awakenings with Rico Noguchi. You can find that, again, on our iTunes channel or Google Play or Stitcher. But coming in at number six is episode 24, Open Relationships. And what I liked about this episode was it stemmed from a play, a non an off-Broadway play that is still it continuously gets extended which is great for them. It's called Afterglow. Um, If you check out our YouTube page, I have a interview with the writer-director. It's his first-time play and he bases it a lot on his own life of being in a relationship and when they decided to open it up and the different it's definitely a statement piece that gets the audience thinking about it, not only for what goes on on stage, but within their own life and the many variations on how an open relationship can look and i think my two guests scott and george uh, really understood it and kept the the conversation moving with from the play to our own conversation and with their they were great to open up about their marriage and uh, i couldn't help but uh laugh they're very dear friends of mine uh george um i love it when he says you know i would like to focus on and then he corrected his husband you'll hear it in this clip um i can't wait to have both of them back on the show it's episode 24 open relationships with scott and george coming in at number six you know, call it open relationships, call it uh, monogamy or, or you, you know, but it's not a new concept. I mean, if you no. look at the, um, you know, I was in Mexico a couple years ago and we were at Frida Kahlo's house and Diego Rivera and Frida both had outside secret relationships mm-hmm. and then came together and then they were always the face of the people of Mexico and, and then you look at the ancient Greeks and Romans and certainly they were yeah. as well. Um, and so it's, it's not like, I think it's like a new thing. I think maybe in the last, in our current centuries here, it's well, become monogamy. There, and, there's one thing I, that I do want to
3: sort of focus on. Um, whatever two couples agree Right, it's not a secret with them. Correct. So you don't know what Frida had agreed with with Diego. Well, right. You don't know. You don't know. It could be something that they shared between them and True. That was fine. But it was secret to everyone on the outside world. Right. Maybe that's how it's perceived. Right. But whatever two couple, whatever two people agree, right. is private and intimate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But to everyone else on the <laughs> outside, oh my goodness, look, he's he's playing around. Well, how do you know? That his partner is not saying to him, right. or his husband's not saying, Well, we've agreed to do this, and we either agree to share or not share this. Mm-hmm. As long as you right. don't bring it home, then
2: what? Based on your yeah. rules, yeah. perhaps. Yeah. 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 We'll get into a, so, yeah. different rules. Um, but like I was saying, I mean, I don't think any of it's new. I mean, you guys have been married, and I went to the, the wedding, but how long have you guys been married? Five years. Five years, Five years and been together 13 yeah. Thirteen and 13. 13. Um, where did you guys meet? <laughs> I've, maybe
6: well, you guys we,
2: could share we, that story.
6: We, we
0: um, it was uh Christmas time, twenty fourteen, uh, Lower East Side. We met at a um, 2004. two thousand four. I'm sorry,
2: tw- two thousand four. Sorry. Um, <laughs> uh oh, you're you're gonna be clocked.
0: <laughs> we met. We met at the Old Cock
3: on Avenue A and
0: Twelfth
2: Street. Uh, the original. I, I wish I could have been to that original. On a one.
0: snowy Sunday night. <laughs> and the rest is history. We've yeah. talked... E- Every day since
1: that night. We we can mess, s- truly find love at the
2: cock. Yes. Ah. Coming in at number five is an episode that's very near and dear to me. It was called Exposed. It was a solo episode. And I did this at episode 10 because I really felt it was early on in the podcast. Like we had nine episodes under our belt. And I really felt like the audience that we were growing really needed to know a little bit more about who I was and why. I, maybe just to learn a little bit more about me why maybe I started this podcast and I figured if I did an episode of personal stories and mostly sexually sexually related or my sexual growth that, th- that my audience would learn a little bit more about myself and this episode w- turned out to be, um, how should I say, it was a popular one with people that I've heard from but it also was a very revealing one and at times embarrassing. I couldn't believe that I was exposing my, my sexual awakening, if you will, to the world, um, or at least my audience. And, but it was very cathartic, I have to say. And in this clip, you'll hear me talk about how I started masturbating. And um, I cringe when I hear it, but it was, I think, a noteworthy clip from episode 10 called Exposed. That, of course, led to jacking off stories in my bedroom. Of course, I was an adolescent. And I'll never forget I had this blanket on my bed that was, I don't know what it was. It was synthetic. It felt like, probably felt kind of kind of velvety, but it's some synthetic blanket that went over my bed and of course, I had learned to jack off, not in the traditional way. It was more kind of dry humping my bed, if you can believe it. Um, I didn't learn to jack off the traditional way with, you know, your right or left hand until later. But for, for some reason, um, dry humping and the friction um, of, you know, moving my dick on the blanket really turned me on and, and could make me come. Of course, imagining one of the gymnasts, that I had, you know, been in practice with, you know, all day long, and there was just a lot of pent-up adolescent, pubescent sexual energy that needed to be released, and that blanket took a lot of the toll of it, and because it was this synthetic fabric, it, every time I came or ejaculated on there, it really showed on there, so it was really, like, crusty and Hard and so, and that whole blanket had like a million hard stains on there that were, if you just rubbed your hand on it, it was like soft, 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 velvety sandpaper. It reminds me of Linus, you know, in the Peanuts gang where he walked around with that blanket everywhere he went, sucking his thumb. Well, in my case, it was the blanket and my dick that went hand in hand. Well, thanks for listening and counting down with me the top 10 episodes of Talk About Gay Sex podcast. We are going to take a quick break and hear from our sponsor, Rev. That's revformen.com. And for a limited time, you can get $100 off any of their services by mentioning... The Talk About Gay Sex podcast when you reach out to them. Go to RevFormen.com. Hey Carpenter, did you know I'm a top now? (laughs) Listen, I am being serious. Me, a top. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's why I'm laughing. Thanks to Rev, the new TriMex solution. I met this guy the other night, young kid, cute, Mm -hmm. amazing bubble butt. Yeah. Went to his house. Yeah. And I had taken Rev before. Well, he was Putting that butt right in my crotch, and I knew where this was going and what, yep. what he wanted. So, and you were able to comply. <laughs> I was able to comply. That's, isn't that I was wonderful? Rock hard, and this is something that you know. Who knew? I mean, yeah. I can I think sometimes I just get in my head with this stuff, right? And but I mean, yep. That's the rev is great in the sense that it kind of it takes out that
1: pressure of you know. Oh my god, I gotta get. I gotta perform exactly because you can.
2: <laughs> I was a great top. He was a perfect bottom. We had a great night. Good Except for you. And for more information, go to RevForMen.com. And do it now. Well, that was our sponsor, Rev, RevForMen.com. You can find the gentlemen of Rev at this year's MAL Mid Atlantic Leather in DC on January 12th or the weekend of January 12th. I will also be there during the whole weekend. So. Give a shout out to me. If you happen to be in DC, you can reach me at Talk About Gay Sex on Instagram or Twitter, or send me an email, Steve at talkaboutgaysex.com. Moving right along at number four was our live episode. It's episode thirty-nine, and was what was significant about it was that it was our first live broadcast at a bar, a bar which we will be doing our monthly residency at beginning in february it'll be the first wednesday of every month we are very excited you can imagine all the production and behind the scenes there was to get this off the ground but i was really proud of it and mostly proud of our our topic transsexuality and our two special guests kyle applegate and iman lakaira In this clip, listen to both of them share different but personal experiences being transgendered. Have a listen. It's episode 39, our live episode at Rebar, Transsexuality, coming in at number four.
4: For me, it was it was the thing that made me more comfortable. But I kind of want to get back to Eric and the penis size thing. Yeah, yeah
7: please. Yeah. <laughs>
4: because it's like, of course I don't know. you do. Because as a trans guy, it's like I don't have a penis, and yeah, I'm cool we, with yeah, that. So. You know, and I really like being different. Um, yeah. like what I have works, and I don't want to mess with that. And like once you start having surgeries or cutting nerves, like you can't get that back. Yeah. Right. So right. it's yes. like again, it's like the assumption. That, oh, like, are you all the way trans? Or I hear stuff like that, and it's like, but it's not there's anybody's no, business. Either. Yeah, there's no like halfway to be trans either. Are you are yeah. I mean, the kind of surgeries are not. I think she's to a
7: topic that it, mm-hmm. it doesn't really define you as an individual no. by what, what you have as like a exactly. part below no, the waist. Exactly. It's really not uh, a definition of you as an individual. I think it mm-hmm. is whatever in today's society, whatever you like, feel is the way that you. Represent yourself is how you yeah, are represented to the world and everybody else, and how you should be received by everyone else. That there, there's more.
1: Across. There's more to being a man than a penis, and there's exactly. more to being a woman than a
7: vagina. Well, yes. and I think
2: yes. what's really interesting with the two of you is that both of you are married, yeah. mm-hmm. and both of you married gay men. Yes, yeah. and talk a little bit about that because when I was reading both your stories, um, like, tip, like I think. That would—that's going to summarize it, right? I mean, Iman, do you want to talk about how you met your husband? Yeah, of course. Oh my God, okay. he's here too. Oh no, in the he's here. He's here. I know. <laughs> <laughs>
8: So you know, like, okay, when I came from Egypt here, I was like just so open. I didn't know that transatio or gay, so everything is free. You know, you're here, like, just do whatever you're you in want. New York city, yeah. yeah. So when I I was working for David Parton at the reception, and um, uh, what, what is it, John? Uh, uh, Astro Place, yeah, downtown. Downtown. And he was there for one. Uh, he just came down and he looked at me and he said, "Oh, you have a beautiful smile. Can I give you my number?" And of course, I'm always. Yeah, you but know.
2: This was before. <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, but this was before, before you I'm transitioned, gonna, right? Yeah, yeah. So you were a boy at this. Yeah, point. I was a boy. Okay.
8: Yeah. So um, we met after we get involved and we love each other. But uh, he knows that um, I, I had a. A horrible drug issue. I was an you addict. You had a horrible drug issue? Okay. Yeah, okay. I was an addict for a year. I can say that I was like press a like non stop for a year. Because my life, it was that time I would not take it anymore because there's something on me that I want to change. But I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know, like, what mm-hmm. what can I do? Like, you know, I didn't know, like, that So exist. you were self medicating? Yeah, I was self medicating yeah. myself because I didn't know where to go or, you know what I mean? And he was the only one helping me and he was very confused. So, so I, one of my girlfriends, she transitioned. And I'm like, and then she opened my mind and something that I really want. And I told him in one second, that's what happened. I wake up one time and I told him, hey, by the way, I want to be a transsexual. And I, by the way, I'm not going to do the hormone. I wanted to have my tits one week. Is that okay? You told me. Wow. <laughs> you
7: put the request in. You, you, you made, made your decision
2: and you're going for it. I well, what was his it? response? Because I can only imagine.
8: The response, say, I love you no matter what, whatever you do. And, uh, that was beautiful. That's what he's saying. Wow. And I, say, I fall in love with him. And I say, what else I could have better than them? <laughs>
2: Well, that was from episode 39, our live episode at Rebar, reminding you that we will be live once a month at Rebar. It will be the first Wednesday of every month. And like I said, you can join us in our live bar studio audience, or you can join us at facebook.com forward slash talkaboutgaysex. Well, coming in at number three was an episode entitled Sexual Labels with our special guest, Jose Roldan. It was episode 33. You can always go back to our iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher and hear these episodes in their entirety. Also, some of these episodes are available on our YouTube channel in a video format. Just type in Talk About Gay Sex Podcast and you can see our YouTube channel there and subscribe. Coming in at number three is episode 33, Sexual Labels with Jose Roldan.
9: I I go I go through phases with the apps. Like sometimes I'm just like, all right, let's go for it, and then I get kind of tired of what I'm seeing, and then I delete them. Because that's where you
2: see a lot of the labels. When you say, I mean, obviously people aren't running up to each other and saying, you you know, you're you're this or you're that as much. Although sometimes they do at the eagle, right, Jeremy? I mean, but don't you see a lot of like no no fats, no fems, no. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's Those crazy. ones
7: I feel like it's so not even worth talking to I mean, I just, I know it. It's fine to know what you like Yeah But I don't feel like you need to list Everything it is that you don't like Right To everyone And it's definitely excludes people Yeah Which doesn't really make anyone feel better <laughs> And, I mean, not that you have to be so inclusive because some of that those you, labels... I'm not saying you have to like every single walk of life But you don't really need to list, like only like a popular thing and joke or whatever is like mask for mask and some people will put it on their
2: profile as like a joke define and, and mask. other people will you know, define right. mask yeah
7: <laughs> and so like what, for example
2: like when, do you want me to be when, like when going to every Knicks game when people ask and me are you Like or right, do I have right. to talk a certain yeah. way which I'm sure they when people you know. ask me
7: what I would say like and I'm sure they've done it to both of you before if we're gonna meet up or we're interested in each other and we trade pictures and then they ask like are you masculine well the way that I define myself is I say I'm not femme but I'm also not butch so I mean I'm a gay man Yeah. so I definitely have gay tendencies and I wouldn't consider myself like the most masculine person that you'll see but I'm also not the most feminine so whatever you want if that's cool for you if it's not I don't really care if it is you're like
2: I went to FIT (laughs) so if you want to read into that stereotype then there's that but yeah but see you, also you grew up in Boston with mm-hmm. you know we're, which was you know your mom is like Boston's a whole like masculine I would think kind of city and I don't know, but what
9: I'm saying <laughs> but anyway, what were you gonna say <laughs> I was gonna say you're better than me because once I get that question I'm already I'm automatically turned off because I, yeah, it is. I, I feel like I now have to kind of petition Explain yourself. Right? and yeah. it's just like dude you don't know me yet yeah. Do you know what I mean like yeah. And at the Ooh, end that's the, a good title, dude. You don't know me. yet. You don't know me yet. So why? That's, that's why a really good title. Yeah, that's like we should. You should definitely yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah. let's, let's let's talk. <laughs> we'll get that on. But yeah, I don't. The whole feminine masculine thing. Like the minute I start seeing that on profiles, where I mean, if I'm, you have to be physically attracted to someone, right, to want to talk to them. Mm-hmm, right. And I think that's where the start is. And mm-hmm. then of course some sort of discourse. But once I see no fats, no fems, I'm already turned off because me too. now I'm like. You don't sound like someone who's educated You don't sound like yeah. someone who's all and, it, in, this and, is, and it's one thing to be Because again, Dominican men Are my preference, right? Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean though that I can't talk to anyone yeah. else Do yeah, you know what I mean? Right. Like, mm-hmm.
2: Listen up you all out there He, he'll, he will talk to you <laughs> <laughs> I just love that episode with Jose. He really opened up on so many levels. And I invite you to listen to the full episode of episode 33. He just broke down um, more about his one-man show where he takes on all these different characters, um, coming out as a gay man, coming from the Bronx and being a Latino. And Sexual Labels is a new show that he is working on. So check that, that one out for sure. Coming in at number two is a guest who's been on the show three times. He's one of my favorite guests, Master Joshua, who is part of the BDSM community, bondage, submission. And he uh, is entitled, he calls himself Master Joshua because he is typically a dominant, but he's really helped us understand more about fetish, the need for fetish, helping us find our fetish. He's sprinkled around several episodes, so just look for his name in the Talk About Gay Sex podcast. But in this episode, episode 25, I was calling it Sexual Pioneers, and it was more a one-on-one interview, but he was really explaining more about the roles that we play, dominant versus submissive, and what that can all mean. Have a listen to episode, a, a, a snippet of episode 25, with Master Joshua coming in at number two.
10: Brings in more of the fetish element to it? Yeah, absolutely. What, what I've experienced over years of, of being in the lifestyle in the community is when I watch other scenes, the tops are usually performing as opposed to engaging with the bottom. Right. Like you'll have your rope tops that they want to do this beautiful design, but their intent behind it is to put this person up on display for everyone. When I engage with them with bottoms, with different people. I want to experience that, at that moment, with that person. And it's not about watch me, watch how much fire I can put around the person, it's watch how we can connect, right. and this person can ease up, and my touching of the body will manipulate, will pull out parts of, of, of us that lie dormant, very very primal, very sexual, right. and uh, very natural. Right to where you get that dump, that release of, I just laid there and this person touched me in a way that I haven't been touched in a very long time or ever, to where there is passion, there is an intimacy, uh, which more so is deeper than sexual engagement. I was engagement. just gonna
2: say, it, because I think we said it on the show that you were on, there's certainly the sexual element that you can you can have sex with people and it's sort of done, it could be done really quickly in five minutes, this has a lot of layers of that but it's that dormant that I think you hit the nail on the head when you said that dormant feeling that can exist in a lot of us that is primal is sexual but isn't necessarily you know the goal isn't necessarily to reach an orgasm but it's all these other feelings that you might have that are emotional that are vulnerable that can come up and it's sort of this dance between the the top and the bottom absolutely and that was the point we were trying to make on that last episode is that it's not just the bottom that's necessarily experiencing it's it's both of us absolutely yeah i mean be sure and follow master joshua on his instagram it's master joshua nyc you can see a lot of his fetish in play on there some great pictures plus find out about his parties one of which i really like called corrosion it's a party for men exploring your fetish here in uh, New York City. So if you're visiting, be sure and check that out. And if you go to our YouTube channel, you can see a demo that Master Joshua did with myself as I was the bottom for him as he did his fire play on me. It's a really awesome scene. And the experience was so amazing. I think I talked about it on another episode about how it really brings up and ignites so many senses within your body, and it's visually, it's a great, um, it's it's a very visual. Well, if you can believe it, we've made our way up to the number one episode of Talk About Gay Sex in its first year. It's an episode that I really wanted to do. Um, It was called Wild Sex Tales. It was episode number eight, Wild Sex Tales, then versus now, with Bob Burr, Bob, I had met about a year ago through Steve Carpenter, my co-host, and they had been friends for years. Both of them had explored and been to so many of the old haunts, amazing haunts, back in New York City in the 70s, 80s, 90s, when you could really have some amazing sexual experiences, not just in the establishments, but one would say in the West Village, walking to some of these places. Um, It was an exciting time for sexuality, and Bob really opened up about some of his experiences that were really erotic. But what I found fascinating was not just the courage to get up and go out in some of these neighborhoods, which could be very dangerous, but it was also the sort of fuck you attitude, I'm going to take that risk and walk down the street and go into some of these establishments when you really took your life in your hands because it was definitely a unsafe time in in many ways so i really give it to bob burr and i loved this episode it was one of our highly top rated episodes so much so that i would love to do a follow-up with some of the other haunts and continue the conversation with Wild Sex Tales. So let's have a listen to a clip from episode number eight, Wild Sex Tales with Bob Burr, coming in at number one.
0: Because when we opened the Man at the Eagle, I had to be very careful going to and from work.
2: Wow, okay, you didn't yeah. go
0: by yourself. Yeah, it was still very dicey. Yeah, especially at the end of you know when I got out at like four thirty, five o'clock in the morning. Right,
2: very dicey. So and I'm imagining at places like that you were going in your gear and Correct. so you, to some people it may have looked like costume if you will Yes. so you, it's not like you were blending in no, I mean <laughs> and my kind of signature look was always the assless chaps okay. part of it, so yeah, I wasn't blending in see <laughs> and now when I wear my assless chaps and I walk in my lobby to exit, I have a long, this long shirt that yep. is a fashion shirt but it covers my butt and I'm yep. covered did you just walk out Yes, because oh. I was
0: still getting <laughs> to
2: a point... New,
0: this is where, <clears throat> and about the time that New York was obviously starting to change. Because you used to ride the subways and just walk the village with your ass, assless chaps, right. no jacket, and the whole idea was to make people uncomfortable. Wow.
2: Yeah. But even though you knew that yeah, I mean, safety-wise... The straight you were, you population... When I
0: first came to New York in 1980, didn't go below 14th Street unless they had a certain mindset.
1: Right. Okay. And okay, that was yeah.
0: accepting. Right. Because they lived there or whatever. Yes, the
1: village was the gay spot. Yeah. And you just, if you were going to venture down there, then you, know, then you had to be accepting or you were going to be severely chastised. Because what was really so. different into then versus
0: now, to put it in a nutshell, is the bars were for drinking. And when I first came to New York, they were not, you had sex in clubs that were built for having sex or on the street Yes. What I was trying yeah. to say, when I first got here, the chemistry, when I stepped off the PATH train, the first time I ever came to New York for my job interview, you, you could literally feel the energy and the crackle, and it was like walking into this sexual
2: minefield. The whole city. The
0: whole, the, I mean, the, Christopher Street in particular.
2: Yeah. But even... Although anything up
0: to about 14th Street. You could not walk or, down Christopher Street without getting laid at yeah. least three times. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's what, when I or, first stepped off the train,
2: by the time I got to my restaurant... I'd had sex three times, and from what I understand is that also in where the Eagle was and all that in between cars and oh, all down those behind those dumpsters oh, and 20th on. Street.
1: Good Lord, yeah. 20th Street was notorious, especially yeah. after after the bar closed. I mean, you, you could walk down the street and somebody'd be following you. But that's and you'd where you'd have sex right there. You, <laughs> you learn to have a lot of
0: friends because people had to be around to watch your back while you were doing that kind right. of thing.
2: Yeah, right,
0: right. You weren't yeah. out there just by yourself.
1: Well, and that's where kind of the family stuff came in too. Correct. And you were kind of adopted into the tribe, so to speak. And, you know, if you if you met somebody at the bar, then you always made sure you introduced him to mm-hmm. somebody else. Somebody else. And usually somebody knew him or you know, if they didn't know him, then they would find somebody who did or right. know, And if you were whatever. gonna
0: trick with someone from yes. the bar that nobody really knew, yeah, you always took one or two of your best friends off to the side and introduced the new gentleman yes. and said, I'm going to this person's house. Yeah. And if you have not heard from me when I if I have not called you in yeah. three hours. Yeah. On your home phone, then this is where I'm going to be, and you would give that address to mm-hmm. your
2: friend. But, yeah, but that doesn't cover the the family, the safety doesn't cover the sex that you may or, may not, or that you would have like in these alleyways or whatever. And true, no. and, and it was also a heightened time where people oh. were looking for trouble, mm-hmm. and so yes. and you're walking around in your assless chaps. Mm-hmm. Um, did you just kind of have a fuck you attitude? Yes, that, you had like, to. You had to. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I
0: I've watched I've never been bashed, but I just want everybody else I knew at the time had been uh, for some reason I wasn't.
2: Well, we made it through our top 10 episodes of the talk about gay sex podcast in its first year in all of those episodes you can listen to in their entirety Just listen to them on iTunes, Podcast, Google Play, or Stitcher And we will be bringing you even more sexually fired up content For this particular year, 2018 Very excited Also, listen up for our live episodes at Rebar You can They will be once a month The first Wednesday of every month at Rebar So if you are in New York City Please join us. We will make announcements about that. You can also watch them on facebook.com forward slash talk gay sex. Don't forget to follow us for all of the updates and hot content at talk about gay sex on Instagram and Twitter. Follow us on our YouTube channel where you'll get extra content and stay tuned for a new Patreon subscription base for really extra content more information on the way i'm steve rodriguez and we will be back next tuesday with a brand new episode and thereafter thank you so much for listening much success to you in 2018 as well as health we will see you next week and in the meantime continue having hot gay sex